What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And I am Ben Bullen. I write some videos here at HowStuffWorks.com and also hang out with Scott when we talk about things that go fast or things that we think can go faster. I feel like that's a little bit of a generalization, <laughs> but but it, it, it comes to bear quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I looked back and it's been a it's been a, a fair amount of time since we did a podcast about racing or race cars. No kidding. I know. I was surprised too, man. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. I think we should do Do we that. have one? I don't want to. We can correct that. Let's we've got correct a, it. Uh, we've got a, a good piece of listener mail here, and I think we'll take a suggestion. Oh, man. I love suggestions. Skyler. Skyler is from um, just outside of Ottawa, Ontario. Okay. Um, and actually in Spencerville. Spencerville, um, Canada. Anyways, Skylar wrote in three times, count them, one, two, three times. One, and, two, three. Uh, I finally answered on the third time. Thank you, Skylar, for press, you know, keeping, keeping on me there. Because um, I do get back, I try to get back to everybody, or at least we answer them here on the show or something. We get, yeah, we, get we back do to try them, to get back to you. I feel bad that I didn't answer this right away because we are going to use this topic. And we're going tried- <laughs> to make it up to you today, Skylar. <laughs> it's not bad. He tried in September, October, and then finally in November I said, all right, here, let, let me... Let me, oh. let me tackle this. So it was oh, a yeah. long time coming. So Skyler wanted to know about rally cars. He's interested in, uh, looks over the months here, Skyler is interested in buying one, uh, wants to know what a rally car is, um, also is just interested in what it takes to make a rally car. What uh, what are the differences between a road car and a rally car? All so, good questions. So yeah, they are. So we'll just try to cover most of that here, or yeah. if not all of it, and um, yeah, I guess we can go from there. Your persistence has paid off, Skyler. Yes, and you've convinced us. We, <laughs> Sorry, we, it took so long. Really. We love a good, uh, <laughs> we love a good rally car episode. <laughs> yep. So here we go. We're gonna dig in with uh, just a basic, yes, you know, overview of uh, what is rallying to begin with. You're reading my mind. <laughs> it's basically just a race against the clock. Um, doesn't sound all that exciting, but trust me, it is. If you've ever seen a rally car in action, you know just how exciting these can be. There, it's uh, it's an off-road race. It's um, it's 
intensely exciting because there's a, there's jumps involved. There's mm-hmm. usually they're driving through the trees, they're driving through uh, through rivers. There um, there's gravel, there's snow, there's mud, there's sand. There's is it uh, a circuit? Nope. Not a circuit. It's a uh, it's an open circuit, I guess. You would um, you'd go from stage to stage, and you're measured either against the clock or you try. Well, it's always against the clock. It's either absolute speed. Mm-hmm. You, know, you try to get to the stage first in the shortest amount of time, or you try to hit a target time, and that's a different type of rally. But we'll talk about that too. Okay. Um, you try. There's a there's an optimum time you're trying to hit. So that this this is really a, all about precision, no matter how you look at it, because you have to be you know extremely precise to drive through the, the forest mm-hmm. at um you know 120 miles an hour precision and punctuality exactly yeah and the, the crazy part okay so there's a driver we know that right i was and they assuming have to be, yeah of course of course and uh they have to be good on all surfaces they have to be kind of an all-around good driver mm-hmm. um, on everything that we just mentioned i mean mud snow ice whatever um always off-road though um but there's also a co-driver and this is this is it's somewhat unique to this uh, to this. Yeah, series. what's a what's a co driver? This is this is pretty interesting. It's something that I could never do. Do you ever get a headache in the car when you're reading a map or trying to read a book or do whatever you would be doing in the passenger seat? I don't, but from what I understand, it's it's quite common. Oh, you don't? Okay, you mm-hmm. don't have the motion sickness thing. Nope. Okay. Um, co driver, I, I I would. I can't look down and read, and I, I just have a hard time not paying attention to what's going on around mm-hmm. me. So if I'm in the passenger seat, I have to be looking out the window. Um, a co-driver, they not only do they look out the window, they also have to read a map along the way, and they also and they have to uh, make calculations of uh, you know where they are on the course, the the time they need to keep, you know the speed they should be should be going, um, what's coming up next. They have to be alert to the point where they know what's ahead, you know one, two, three turns ahead, um, like two hundred yards ahead, hard left. Exactly. Exactly. Followed by immediate right. Exactly. Or yeah, it's like the uh, it's like the navigation system in your car, I guess. You know that, that tells you yeah. when to turn. Only um, you know, imagine you're at race speed going through a forest, um, uphill or downhill on gravel. So um, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to drive the race car. I guess then you would have to drive, <laughs> and I would have the map, which yeah, I'm fine with. It's it's okay, and the driver the driver could do this himself but if he but he can go faster if he knows what's ahead or what's beyond this you know that in uh 200 yards you need to make a a, a slight right mm-hmm. and that way he can set himself up right now for that turn and know that it's coming and when to expect it how quickly that's going to come um usually they, they give a direction followed by another direction like in 200 yards is a slight right followed by a hard left okay so it's and, like uh i guess the the whole point is to add some safety but also to shave seconds off of that ultimate time exactly yeah because you can go faster knowing what's ahead now one thing that they can't control is wildlife they can't control uh, you know that may cross the road because you're talking about old logging roads or just um country roads you know that are out in the middle of nowhere um it could be anything from elk or deer or turtles raccoons oh man a horse yeah a horse. i've seen a horse hit yeah on the it's, a, it's actually on the on the blog so yeah. anybody wants to visit that can check it out yeah just a quick keyword search will find a rally car hits a horse or something like that yes, yes. um terrible video but um it shows you just how quickly something like mm-hmm. this can happen the other thing is um just nature itself there could be a tree that falls in the in the road uh it could be, could have been a rock slide overnight or yeah um, landslide you know, yeah. hard rain could have made part of the track um difficult to navigate exactly right. and, and you don't get any forewarning on this stuff um other than you know they're allowed to they're allowed to um 
take the course early and do some reconnaissance work. Um, and I don't, it varies, you know, by uh, group, you know, mm-hmm. wh- how much you're, or how early you're allowed to go and what, n- how many times you're allowed to drive it and what type of notes you're allowed to take, et cetera. Hmm. So you can, you can do some reconnaissance and find out what's, you know, what's, what the course is like because, you know, there may be a thousand turns over hundreds of miles that you have to take. And, um, you, you know, you only see it once. So, you know, once you're past it, you just have to worry about the next one. You don't have to worry about coming back to it ever again because you'll never will. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless you compete the next year. Exactly. And and also, you don't uh, – yeah, that's right. Even coming back the next year would be difficult because it may have changed due to mm-hmm. weather again. It may have washed out at a certain place, and there's a dip where there wasn't one before. Um, so there's a lot of a lot of things you need to be aware of. Also, um, you need to uh, – when you're doing this type of reconnaissance work, you know you can check out your uh, your odometer readings, make sure that the you know the directions are accurate. Mm-hmm. So the co-driver and the driver, you know, talking together, you know how they're going to handle each section of the course. Um, it's just it's really kind of interesting how you know you you get prepared for a race, and mm-hmm. you don't race head to head with other cars either. So you're not you're not in a big pack of vehicles like you are in other motorsports where you're right. trying to battle with another car. The only reason that would happen is if one was held up um, and and backed off or somehow was running slower than you and you would pass them or um you know maybe you you had stalled and you had to you know fix whatever it was on the mm-hmm. road and, and then get back underway they're normally staggered they're they're uh, there's a time that goes you know, a time distance between them right so that uh, there's plenty of room between them you don't generally you wouldn't see the car in front of you or behind you yeah car number one leaves and then a certain amount of time later car number two yeah leaves. it may be a minute maybe yeah. two minutes i don't know how long they gap them in each series but um probably differs there, there's you know it, it depends on i guess who's faster really because you know right. some sometimes that passing does happen now scott when we first started kicking around this idea one of the things that you told me might throw us for a doozy uh was the different types of rally cars mm-hmm yeah yeah it's 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 not all the same across the board all over the world um there's different types of rally racing and different types of rally cars and what's allowed and i don't know if i want to get into all the rules of what every vehicle has you know like if it ha- can't be more than two liters it has to be uh turbocharged with an anti-lag system you know that type of thing these are so specific definitions a lot of them and a lot of them have to have sequential gearboxes they have to you know it's, it's there's a lot of requirements for certain series um and I'm just looking at two or three right here. There's um, there's the World Rally Championship, which is the uh, WRC mm-hmm. uh, World Rally World Rally Cars race in the World Rally Championship, and that's the uh, the ones that you know you see going well, really all over the world. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute too. But there's just a there's like a road rally car, which has to be a street legal car, which um, are run on open public roads, and those are timed events, and they they you have to maintain. Um, the posted speed limits, and you have to obey laws, and, and you, you'll find that that's pretty interesting. Actually, we'll, we'll get to that in you a minute can't too. Go, so, if you're in one and the if you're in one of these road races, yeah, I'm interrupting, but of course that's the idea okay. is if the posted speed limit is 45, yeah, and then it goes up to 55, but then it goes down to 35, mm-hmm. you have to obey those. You have to obey that, and oh. now. It, doesn't sound like much fun but i'll tell you about it in okay because there's an there's an element to this that makes it fun um it sounds i agree i think it sounds like well what is that really a race it seems like <laughs> right. you're just going to pick something gonna up say, yeah. but uh i'll get to that in yeah a i'm jumping too. the gun i'm jumping now, the now shark. there's also uh rally america which mm. is um well, our version you know because it's not the european uh version of this you know that i just we mentioned have the world to be rally. different yeah there's a little bit but um i don't know it's just there's a lot of different 
groups that have different rules and restrictions, and the cars are all different and set up different. So you want to talk about? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the the, the big guys. Yeah, well, let's actually, let's do the greatest hits. Yeah. How about how about this? I just changed my mind right in the middle of a sentence. There. Did you? I did. Yeah. Where are we Sorry. going? I want to. Uh, let's talk about the. Uh, we'll talk about the um, road rallies first. Road then rallies. we'll go to the the big big daddy. Oh, okay. The, the, uh, okay. That way, you know, save something for the end. Yeah, uh, I like that. Big finish. Sorry, I just changed it up on you oh, there. Oh no, that's you great adapt idea. well. Hey, that's my. Uh, <laughs> You're like a chameleon. <laughs> you know what's funny is I'm partially colorblind, yeah. so to me, chameleons are just lizards. <laughs> just, <laughs> just some kind of animal runner. Okay, so um, the, okay, these are these also called road rallies. They're mm. also another name for them is TSD rallies, which are time, speed, and distance rallies. Okay, these are the fundamental of this is that it, it's it's based on skill and precision and just being exact in every stage of this race. You know, like um, if the posted speed, now these are, again, public roads, posted speed limits, you have to obey right. the rules, cars are street legal, there may be other vehicles on the road with you. Um, th- the idea is that you're scored based on how close you are to your ideal time at each stage. So that you're measured at different stages, and you're you're given, I don't know if it's, you know, if you receive penalties or not, I'm just not mm-hmm. sure, but... Um, Again, it's skill and precision. It's it's really essential teamwork is the biggest thing here. That the co co driver tells the driver where he is, where where he's at, or he or she is, and uh, and how to you know need to back it off here. We need to pick it up a little bit in the next section. Um, and what makes this exciting is the choice of roads. It's it's uh, it's not run on you know this doesn't go through Main Street USA. Sure, this is something that you know they'll. they'll find interesting roads to be on so you may be on an old logging road you may be um which you know goes through the woods and is uh, uphill most of the way right um gravel of course and you may you may end up on an icy road you may up in, end up on a road that's you know very deep sand you may end up on you know just these crazy roads and, and conditions and a lot of times they schedule these events at night so there's very little traffic on the road um so that you may be in an event that starts at midnight and uh you know Wow, that's that's what the, you know, kind of the interesting angle in this is that it's it's nighttime, and sure the the speed limit's fifty five, but you know it's got it, this road also has eighty three turns on it, and um, you know it's a it's a dirt road, or it's icy, and uh, or maybe it's a winter winter time and there may be ice you don't know. So there's um, but so it's, it's darkness, you know all, everything. Darkness and extraordinary roads. Yeah, it yeah it's that. I mean it, it could be any number of conditions in between as well. So it's the huh. road choice and the road course i guess that uh that you know the the distance and the the uh, complexity of that road that makes the the interesting part of that before we move on to anything else i've got to ask you say that the uh, what i'm hearing you tell me scott is that the drivers are graded on how close they come to their ideal time Mm -hmm. do they receive a penalty for coming in under that time i believe they do i think that there's there's penalty because that means your speed you're breaking the rules um, there's an ideal time. So if you were oh, because exactly the ideal time is calculated on not breaking the speed limit. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Okay. So it's calculated based on the course and the and the speed and the distance and it's, there's there's a lot that goes into it. But if you don't hit that ideal time, you're mm-hmm. penalized in some way, and it, it's just a time thing. I mean, so at the end, you want to be dead even with your ideal time. This is one of the few races where being faster could actually 
lose the race for you. It could, yeah. You need to show restraint. You need to uh, huh. you need to be able to maintain the speed that you're supposed to for this. Now, if you if you lose a little bit of time, you got to understand, you know, that your your co-pilot may have to do some ca- quick calculations mm-hmm. and figure out how quickly you need to go in the next section in order to make up that time, or how how much you need to slow down in order to uh, to to manage it just right to make it to the next stage at the right time, the ideal time again. Does that hold out for uh, the WRC? Uh, no, no, that's a, this is just a speed, you know, you got to get to the next, uh, yeah. next checkpoint the fastest. So it's, it's an overall speed event, really. If we, if we start a, and I'm not saying that we are going to start a rally race team, but if we do, Scott, I think that we should probably go for WRC. Really? Yeah. But, uh, what part of the bill are you going to kick in here? I'm part of the bill. Yeah, how many, what percentage? <laughs> um, <clears throat> Well, financially, maybe not that much. <laughs> oh, but, really? But <laughs> morals. Uh, just just uh, lend your, uh, your world-famous name. Expertise, know-how. Yeah. I don't know if my name is world-famous enough. Uh, okay. Uh, but, um, <clears throat> well, I guess that depends on how much it is. <laughs> All right. For a world rally car. All right. $1 million is not unheard of for one car. Well, it will be unheard of. For me to kick in that much money, I, I can't. Even, what about half? Thing. Even half? half? Um, That's okay. I well, can't we'll either. talk about. We'll work it out. I probably couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know. yeah, I'll say we'll work it out too, right? Yeah. I was thinking more yeah. twenty twenty five. No, no, no. Like, this is like a million dollars per vehicle, and they say that. Now, this is from. Um, oh boy. Before I open my mouth, I should have figured out what it was, but uh, I believe it's from RallyCars.com. Okay. Um, World rally cars are a million dollars each, and that does not get you any spares. So that means you don't get any extra engines, no extra tires, no anything like that. This is just one vehicle. You have to take care of all the maintenance, everything else yourself. Jeez. Um, it, it's just a vehicle. Who's making these? Uh, these are The manufacturers in this series are, are manufacturers like Peugeot, okay. Ford, um, okay. well, a long time ago, Lancia. I don't know if they're still making you know the rally cars or not. Um, it's just... There's, a lot of different manufacturers that make these special, you know, special mm-hmm. rally cars, world rally cars. Now they do have to be based on a production vehicle, so there's a minimum production run of 2,500 units. So um, it has to, the rally car has to be built on that platform or resemble that vehicle. Okay. But in reality, it's completely gutted. I mean, you're looking at just bare sheet metal. They they strip everything off of it you in just order to make the a rally skeleton, car. Huh? So Skylar, here's where you're talking about, uh, you know, the the difference in in uh, you know, the rally car and your car maybe would be that, you know, sure. this one is totally gutted and a race shop or whoever, you know, is doing this, either the manufacturer or um, an upfitter is the one who's installing hmm. very specific rally car components to your vehicle. It's like the bionic man of cars. Exactly, right? exactly, yeah. I mean, it takes around approximately 700 hours of work to wow. make one rally car. Um, and it's... It, a lot of it is making it stiffer and stronger. So it says here that most world rally cars could support the weight of 10 road cars. Wow. So you're talking about an intensely stiff suspension on these things. And, yeah. and you remember, they're jumping through the woods, and mm-hmm. um, they're, they're taking all kinds of abuse for hundreds and hundreds of miles, days on end. Um, they have to be this tough to, to stand up. They probably just break otherwise. Yeah, so there's no chance, I mean, that you're going to take your, your uh, street vehicle out there and, and expect to survive I mean, your vehicle, you would expect mm-hmm. to survive in, in this type of race. It just wouldn't happen. So, um, again, 700 hours of work in order to make a, a factory-prepared race race vehicle. Um, they do have a restrictor plate uh, on the intake that, that limits them to about 300 horsepower. Um, and 
I've seen numbers that go as high as about 340 on that. So it does okay. a little bit higher now. They're finding ways around to make a little more horsepower. <laughs> but where these things are, are uh, I guess, the most powerful is the torque. And the torque is, is really critical for a, a rally car. The, the numbers, they're, they're, they gave me a newton meter number here, but I should have converted I didn't. But um, it's about 600 newton meters of torque. Just to give you an example of how, how powerful that is, now these are the you know Subaru or, or um, Peugeot or Citroen or whoever, Ford. 600 newton meters, that's the same torque output as a Ferrari Enzo. Wow. And that's on gravel. So you're talking about a, a rally car that will accelerate from zero to, they give it again in, in kilometers. Sure. Zero to 62 miles per hour, which is 100 kilometers, in three seconds on gravel. So that's, that's incredible. I mean, or dirt or any surface. They say any surface, a rally car will accelerate from zero to 62 in Ooh. three seconds. So that's like a supercar speed. Yeah. But you're on this, uh, this slippery surface. These cars are remarkable, I mean, as far as the torque output. Now, people, I would say, are people who are investing this amount of money into this vehicle. They're usually they're sponsors, right? And there's a racer who there's a team of racers that are driving it. Correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah so there's uh, there's big name sponsors. A lot of them are manufacturers. Um, the manufacturer of the vehicles themselves. I'm sure that there are other. You know, in the World Rally Championship, it's usually about you know the manufacturers. Um, but in the smaller events like we were talking about here, you know, you may have somebody that's running that's, you know, sponsored by a hardware store <laughs> or sponsored by somebody that, you know, wants to pay for one set of tires for the year. So they give you, uh, you know, you give them a little space on the fender with a sticker, um, yeah. you know, that type of thing. So the um, sign shop maybe that provides your graphics. Right. Um, it's, it's dramatically different from the World Rally Car Championship and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what you'd find on like a typical road rally that's run in, uh, you know, Metro Atlanta or sure. in Detroit or wherever. Um, but uh, just a couple more things about the cars here, yes. and, then, and then we're done. But um, the speeds—we haven't really talked about the speeds. Um, we said, you know, how quickly they get up to to sixty, yeah. but yep. top speeds of around one hundred and twenty-five miles per hour are not unheard of in this in the series. So, one hundred and twenty-five miles per hour through the woods, over jumps, you know, sliding around turns, you're drifting, etc. That's that's, that's the part where exciting. the co-driver says, I, "Gun it, run it straight and, away," and the fans. The fans, we haven't talked about oh, them. Oh, we got to talk and, about and the this fans, is, This Scott. is really about the last thing I've got about them. But the fans, I've seen seen this on television. I've never been to a rally event. On television, I always see the fans lining the course, I mean, right on the edge of the road. Mm -hmm. The car is up in the air sideways, and it lands, you know, within feet of the fans. Um, it seems absurdly dangerous. What do you think? I think that they have a tremendous amount of trust mm -hmm. in the people driving the vehicles, Probably more than I would have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how much is that picture worth, I guess, that you get yeah, the car in the air? Right. It's interesting, and I, I I can understand the excitement, um, mm -hmm. but I I also I think there's a little bit of self-preservation that would kick in and, and mm -hmm. make me step back a little bit from that or you know stand mm -hmm. on the other side of the jump. Um, I also see them on the outside edge of turns occasionally, um, which is crazy because not only are they, they spitting gravel and mm -hmm. rocks and you know dirt and dust and debris, but that's the point where they're going to roll into the crowd. Yeah, that's a huge that's that's a huge point, and I think you should we should say that again unequivocally. If you like to watch races close up, for God's sake, stand on the inside yeah, of exactly. the turn. Yeah, on the inside of the turn because I mean this is one of those events where there's no fences between you and the cars. Right. Um. It you know most places you're twenty or thirty feet away. You know maybe more in some cases, and there's fences and there's barriers that protect you. In this one, there's nothing at all. So it's really mm -hmm. just a matter of how quickly can you duck 
uh, and run, and that doesn't do any good, as we know. I mean, it's yeah. it's too fast. It just it just happens too quickly. Um, so you know, if you you know, a lot of these events are free to go to. So you know, because right. these are hundreds of miles long, and you know, the courses are laid out well, and people know where they're going to be. So you mm-hmm. can just park yourself along the way and uh, figure out where you know what part of the track you want to see. Yeah. Or they may be as little as ten dollars. So. Um, now there's there's a range of costs there, but it's never very much to watch a rally race. Well, that sounds awesome. That yeah. sounds like a, a a lot of bang for the buck. Yeah. Uh, and Skyler, I, I guess you won't have to worry about uh, being one of the fans there too much because it sounds like you are getting prepared to uh, run some rally cars yourself. And so I want to just say thanks for the suggestion and uh, wish you the best of luck with that. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And thanks for the emails. And again, I'm sorry it took so long to get to it, but. Uh, we did it, and uh, it's pretty interesting stuff, really. I might yeah. uh, dig into this a little further. Yeah, and speaking of digging into further uh, further topics, you want to dig into some more listener mail? Um, I do. Okay, so we've got a uh, another comment here from uh, from Saul. Remember, I just it was yeah. very recently, a couple episodes ago, we mentioned Saul. He had what, listened to our uh, James Bond cars mm-hmm. episode, mm-hmm. and uh, he mentioned that you know there's some companies that are making aftermarket armor, armored vehicles right. and, yes. and cool gadgets there. Well, he, he posted to our blog site um, a, a, a link to the James Bond cars, um, I guess high speed wrap up from that that episode. Mm-hmm. And he, he sent this link, and I followed the link, and I looked at what's there, and Saul, I'm impressed. This is, uh, this this, is a company. Oh, go ahead. This is that list you wouldn't let me see before <laughs> we went on This is, because there's some surprises here. Okay. Yeah, this is a, li- a surprise. It's Alpine Armoring Incorporated. And um, there's some interesting things on this list, and I'll quickly go through them, yes. and we'll be done with it. But um, there's tire protection, so there's run flat. Um, run flat protection for your tires. Great. Uh, floor protection, which is either composite or steel. Gun okay. ports. Gun, gun, ports? gun ports like on an armored vehicle. Wow. A roof hatch, which you can pop open and I guess assume, you know, come out with your guns blaring or whatever. I always need one of those. <laughs> Special power windows, which look like they're about a foot thick. Um, yes. I think that they're probably bulletproof. Or bullet um, resistant. At wire least. mesh tailpipe protect- protection, so no one can uh, shove anything upside, you know, inside oh. your tailpipe. Um, which okay. I thought was interesting. Fire yeah. suppressant systems, gas masks, gas masks and filters. <laughs> Um, air filters for your for your car, yeah. So you don't breathe in any uh, toxicants in there. Spray in there, and um, a couple of the more interesting ones now. All right, bomb jammers, which looks like this big electrical unit that you put in the back of the vehicle. It took up about a third of the back end of an SUV. Huge thing. I don't know what it does, but it's a big bomb jammer device. It jams bombs. Sounds apparently. cool. Yeah. Electric door handle shocks, which I thought was cool. That is so cool. Uh, <laughs> exhaust fireballs. Are you serious? I'm serious. I didn't even know that was a thing. Exhaust fireballs. Yep. Oh, you, can, you can shoot wow. exhaust fireballs. Uh, I've only got three more here. O- oil spill. Okay. Smoke screen. Yes. And a tack dispensing mechanism, which dispenses tacks onto the road, which always face upwards. So, you know, they're in a kind of like a, looks like a double triangle thing. Right. I've seen and, those designs. And uh, instant flat for the people behind it's you. It's like an asterisk. So, yeah, exactly. Anyways, thought I'd mention that because uh, there's some really cool James Bond-esque type uh, oh, features man. there that, you know, people might be interested in. I want to talk more about this, but I have to go right now and follow that link. So, <laughs> Scott, credit card. Yeah, Scott, thank you so much. I'm, I'm going to... Uh, <clears throat> 
I'm going to think carefully about this before I do anything to the car. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, thanks so much to our listeners for tuning in. You guys, always a pleasure. And be sure to catch us uh, next time with an upcoming episode. But in the meanwhile, if you would like to suggest an episode for us or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.